0: I wouldn't have done all these things because I wouldn't have known how.
1: Yeah. And also you're trained to think that's just more of your money going, but it's still your money. It's just in different places. Like you're using your money strategically. It's almost
0: truly your money.
1: It's so truly your money. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice.
0: And I'm David Bosher.
1: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast.
0: Where we teach you to salon differently.
1: If you are still using a front desk in your salon, it may be time to future-proof your business with Aura Salonware. Aura allows you and your team to check clients out from any device. That means there's no need for a front desk or front desk overhead. What's even more amazing is that clients can check themselves out using the Aura app from their own device.
0: With Aura Salonware, you can finally let technology streamline your business. Start removing your front desk today by tapping the link in our bio to receive a free iPad when you switch to Aura. Or visit Aurasalonware.com/dth for more details.
1: Did we start? Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know
0: we were starting. Okay.
1: (laughs) You gotta give a thumb. We were just
0: we were just Who does that? Who does that? (laughs) Jesus.
1: David, have you done your taxes yet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I am proud to say that I am more in control of my taxes than I've ever been in my entire life. Probably just this last year.
1: We invested in an accountant in 2020. Yeah. That has literally taken the role of... An accountant. <laughs> money micromanager. Yeah. But in the best way. Like, I feel like a teenager again where I'm like, "Cat, um, we want to buy... The-. And she's like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like your mom or your dad basically just telling you yes or no. And but- I'm like,
1: but no, we need... It's business. It's for business. I'm like trying to justify <laughs> and she- No. How are you going to make it back up? Like that's, but I love her. I mean, that's why we hired her because we needed her to crack down so bad on everything, like, and just be like, this is how you're building wealth. This is what you can spend your money on. This is what you're getting paid. And it's been glorious.
0: I think hairdressers find, I don't know why hairdressers find the shadiest accountants,
1: the cheapest.
0: Maybe that's why they're the shadiest as well. They find accountants that will...
1: No offense to those that are affordable that are really good, but you're hard to find. (laughs) I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't
0: say... There are affordable accountants Mm -hmm. out there that are good, but there's a lot of accountants out there that... They're skeezy. They're kind of skeezy. They do as many... They do taxes for as many people as possible. Yeah. they're As quickly as possible.
1: Literally, their plate is... Their cup is Overflowing Overflowing
0: with too many (laughs) clients. And so, of course... I think also what happens is because hairdressers, we don't take our income and our taxes very seriously because mm-hmm. we live on a lot of tips, which is a whole other conversation. But we live on a lot of tips. We live on a roller coaster of this week I made money, this week I didn't make money. Yeah, the, it's try, so up and down. It's all over the place. And then we have an accountant who just tries to like finagle the numbers so you can get some money back, hopefully, or so you don't pay any taxes. But then you go to buy a house and... They go, Well, how much do you make? And then you're like, Oh, I made a hundred thousand mm-hmm. last year, but your accountant made it look like you made twenty thousand. Yeah. And then the bank says, No, you made twenty thousand uh-huh. last year. And you're like, No, well, I made a hundred thousand. And then you get in this really weird area of like, so you so then you're lying about your taxes, <laughs> which is a whole other
1: are you a liar?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's another problem. <laughs> but I do think that hairdressers it starts with us taking ourselves a little bit more seriously. Yeah.
1: We've all done this. I I mean, you and I, I definitely did this in the early parts of my career. And I, you know, it's one of those things, I don't want to be like that person. It's like, now that I'm older, I realize how important building wealth is. That's what it is. But I almost am like, I wish I could go back in time and shake myself. But you're so, sometimes when you're not in a conscious state, you're so reactive that you're like, you're just thinking about what's in front of you. And I think that's what we're really trying to do in our program is like, okay, let's look at the bigger picture though. Like, yeah. What if you could live beyond what you can imagine, you know, and also still make, also not be living paycheck to paycheck, also not, you know, being able to invest and have wealth and, and do all those things. And I think that's something that hairdressers just think that they can't do.
0: You know, the, the whole tax thing. I remember I worked with a tax person. I'm like, I, I'm like, tax person, accountant, CPA, CPA. financial advisor. Yeah. Listen, this is not my. This is not what we're this is not our realm. Okay. We're also hairdressers. <laughs> we said trying to, our to students access.
1: to specific people.
0: But when I when I've worked with accountants in the past, you know, early on in my career, it was how much did you make? Um, I don't know, maybe seventy thousand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fifty thousand. Yeah. Like they would just write random things down. And I think And
1: find ways to prove it.
0: Yeah. And I think their thought was maybe they were helping, mm-hmm. but their thought was also, oh, well, you're never going to make a lot of money. So let's just find ways to...
1: That That right there. Let's just... That right there. Is, like you're never going to be We would real... be minimized by accountants. All the time. Let me see all your write-offs. Okay, well, that was gas. This is that. And it's like, no, when you actually start pulling in massive amounts of money and you're working with someone that's invested in your wealth and your career too, it's like, they're almost like cheering you on of like, okay, how can we build this? Like...
0: Well, that's the other thing is when you're finding an accountant or you're or you're working with some. Number one, you have to work with someone who actually cares about your wealth
1: mm-hmm.
0: management. And I think people assume wealth management is for wealthy people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, we've talked about this on other podcast before. Like hairdressers, the 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 median income for a hairdresser, I think forty. I'm sorry, thirty four thousand mm-hmm. ish in the United States, um, ish ish because of how we do taxes. But then you also hear about the six-figure hairdresser and how hairdressers make a lot of money. Yeah. So like the it's numbers such a scam. the numbers aren't adding up. Really? Um and then we're taught usually by our parents or by like our uncle to like not pay taxes.
1: If you are bringing in six figures in revenue, if you're lucky you're taking home 30 to 40,000 after everything. After expenses. <laughs> if you're self-employed. Yeah, if you're self-employed yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like but still like that's what I think people aren't realizing like if you want to be a six-figure hairdresser you got to think more about bringing in like 2 to 250 in revenue right mm-hmm. because it's like a majority of that is going the more money you're making the more expenses the bigger the taxes the bigger the quarterly taxes you know and it just kind of kind of all adds up and I think that's the confusing thing is that we weren't taught numbers when we joined this career and we really have to seek out learning about numbers
0: and we weren't taught numbers because this was always a career for people who didn't, this was historically a career for people who didn't go to college, who didn't have a lot of ambition, who were going to stay local. You know, that's what it was. And then, of course, the government turned it into a licensing process. Mm -hmm. So then you had to pay a licensing fee and you had to pay to go to school. Like, so there's there's a lot of like historical things that happened because if you think about it, originally we just did each other's hair. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny to me, but the the concept of finding the right person to work with your money is really important. Not, and I hear this too, like find someone that will educate you. No, I don't yeah. need full on education. I mean, I want to be able to ask questions. For sure. But I'm not and an accountant. And have them be knowledgeable. But I'm not an accountant. I don't want to learn how to do it myself.
1: Yeah. And never, I never do.
0: No like I, and, I
1: want to create a relationship almost a partnership with someone that i'm bringing in like we call it building your board of director, directors at dth and i'm building the people that are helping lift my business up and like lift this company up to where it needs to be because you, you can't do it by yourself like at yeah, all yeah
0: and if you're one of those people who thinks the government is evil which is fine and you don't want to pay taxes we've talked about this all the time like then you shouldn't You know, you shouldn't be on the roads because the roads are paid for by your taxes. Mm -hmm. You like a lot of social programs are paid for by your taxes. Nobody wants to pay taxes, but everybody wants the government to help them with things. So
1: We don't like the game, but we're in it. We're in the game. We have to play it.
0: (laughs) We're in the game. You have to play the game. And there are rules to the game. And I think it's, I think why we think it's, why we assume the game is kind of pitted against us is, as hairdressers, we feel less than
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the... in the, Cause
1: Society, film. Yeah. You know, Hollywood all tells us that we're not yeah. the way that we've been treated, even unions.
0: Yeah. And then, so you have that. Then you have accountants who don't really give us the time of day or really help us build wealth or or do the job that they would do for someone who's bringing in $2 million a year. And then, you know you just go into survival mode of working 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 oh my god it's april yeah and then it's uh i think i made you know i made yeah. this much and i have this much
1: versus planning it all year and then i
0: don't want to claim my tips and then and then again like i told you like when i bought my first apartment in new york city it was already a shit show but as a self-employed person they even though i make the same amount as my partner who is not self-employed uh had a very hard time mm-hmm. with my income yeah they're like because it wasn't uh, consistent, yeah, and it relies solely on me. And so, if you're an independent hairdresser or you claim your own taxes or whatever you do, you already, as a self-employed person, to the to people who are dealing with you, you're risky. You're you're a risk to them. So even more so, we have to take taxes seriously. Even more so, we have to play by the economic game because. No one's going to take us seriously until they say, "Wow, I didn't know a salon could make that much. I didn't know a hairdresser could make that much." And all of us, and I, even our accountant, Cat, she didn't, constantly she was like, "I didn't know." She
1: works with all of our future proof salons and yeah. a lot of our coaches, and she's just shocked that we're producing the wealth that we're producing mm-hmm. in our industry. And now she's like specializing as an accountant in the beauty industry. We also work with the beauty CPA, mm-hmm. Cole Coleman. Um, you can find her on Instagram. She's partnered with us. She's on our website. And that, I mean, that's the thing. We want people that are working with hairdressers that know our industry, which is so great.
0: I, I remember when I was younger, I would lie about my taxes and I lied about something. The government can come after me because I already paid it off. But <laughs> I lied about something. I was 17. Yeah. And I didn't, no. Yeah. What I, I might not even have lied. I might just have done it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, that sounds right. That's mm-hmm. good enough. And so I, you know, seven years later, I get a bill <laughs> from the IRS for like $15,000. Oh my God. And of course, whatever, you, whatever you, yeah, you open that from the IRS and you just melt. You into, just rip
1: it up and throw it away. Like, you're like, I didn't get so it. So what? <laughs>
0: But I opened it, I read it and I'm like, what it how do I what is this from? From it was like from 2007. Yeah. You I apparently put like an I put one less zero than I was supposed mm-hmm. to and they just caught it. And because they just caught it, 7 years later I had to pay 7 years worth of interest in late fees and all these things and it just kept piling and piling and piling up. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying this year is the first time I feel like I'm finally at the the end is of the, against. I well, I finally feel like I'm playing the game, and and not winning, but you've
1: built the right team.
0: i I've, I've <laughs> but I'm also able to utilize my income and my history yeah, yeah, of yeah. income, and I can buy a house, and I can buy you know whatever. I can buy things that require maybe to take out a loan. Mm-hmm. I can take out a personal loan because I have good credit. I have good history. I pay my taxes. Like it just feels really good to get to that place. You know, the next level is to become a billionaire and, and not pay taxes, but that's a
1: different... <laughs> that's a whole different bracket Yeah, of I, you have to work your way up. <laughs> I, but I think that's the thing too. Like I didn't realize when I was just starting this career how important building that was. And, and we still talk to so many hairdressers that are struggling and coming from a place of like, I don't know what to do. And the first thing we do as coaches is kind of like lay it all out. Like we're like, it's not an option to not have a proper CPA anymore. Like we're going to work on our end as coaches to be able to get your numbers right to where they can be so that you could start to build more wealth, start to make more money. And then it's their job to figure out what you're going to do with that money. And I think that's the one thing, like don't skimp on that. It's not worth the... The fifty
0: thousand dollar bill. Yeah, but it's also later. not
1: worth like the little like if you really look at all the stuff you buy and spend money on, but then you're still saying like you're living paycheck to paycheck. And I know there are people out there that are, but there's so many people that I do talk to that are like going and spending their money on things that just don't matter. And and then saying that they can't afford the accountant that can actually get them out of this hole in this cycle.
0: I remember I was my coach, I was talking to them about paying taxes, it was a long time ago, but I remember the conversation was more about the consciousness of paying taxes. She was, she's like, listen, no one wants to, you're never gonna get to a place where you want to, you're never gonna get to a place where uh, you feel good about Mm -hmm. hand, especially if you maybe you pay your taxes in advance, which is also really painful. Um, But she said, when you realize that A, you're giving back to where the, the community that you live in, and you realize that taxes are being used not always for good reasons. I mean, they're not always
1: Well, that's where al- voting comes in. Yeah, exactly. They're not always <laughs> Use allocated to the so right. That you can decide where your money wants to go.
0: Yeah, they're not always allocated to the place that you hope they go to, but you're participating in the growth of that community through opening a business, through being a professional there. And it's it's hard to get into that consciousness because we're also bombarded with you know, oh, politicians are taking their taxes and they're mm-hmm. wasting it. And it's like...
1: And then add like the imposter syndrome on top of that and yeah. being a business owner when you're by yourself, like a lot of the independents or even small salon owners or... You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a bitch.
0: It's a bitch. And <laughs> I feel like people forget that we pay the some of the lowest taxes in the world.
1: Yeah. In our industry?
0: No, in... In, the, in our country, oh, in our country, <laughs> well, I, that is true. Yeah, I like, have
1: friends in France and Denmark, and I mean, there it's astronomical. But it comes, you know.
0: When I was in London,
1: they uh, don't have a choice to not pay it.
0: Well, exactly, but you know, they also have
1: whole different conversation other
0: things. <laughs> but um, I, when I was in London, we had to pay a re- their sales tax was like astronomical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was what, what was crazy was I as I'm there, I'm just like, well, yeah, we we have to pay it because. That's just how it is yeah. here. But because we're American, when we left the country, you can bring your receipts. And the country, because you're American, gives you back. What? They only charge you the American tax. And they give you all the money back that you spent
1: as so a tourist.
0: Like, Isn't that interesting?
1: It was almost like you got a little reimbursement. Yeah.
0: So every if you go overseas, I don't know if every country does it. But if you go overseas, you can... Take your receipts when you go to the air, when you go through customs Mm -hmm. or something. That's a (laughs) write-off. Yeah. And they give you the difference. Obviously, we didn't do it because we forgot. Yeah. And we didn't have all of our receipts and whatever. But it but what's interesting about it is like we do pay the lowest taxes, and it is a benefit that we get to vote the way that we vote. Mm -hmm. I know that American society is all about how do we get taxes lower, lower, how do I pay less and less. Yeah. But also get into the mentality of when you when you hit that middle bracket of like you're not wealthy but you're not poor yeah when you're just a middle American um, you're gonna pay the most taxes
1: absolutely and I
0: think that's where people get that's where people hold themselves into poverty a little bit more is they're like well I made too much now I pay more I don't want to
1: yeah I don't want to pay more much, taxes
0: so now I'm gonna try to write
1: going up into another bracket
0: right it, the middle class is the hardest class to be in and when you hit that hundred thousand. Dollar mark, you're, you're you're there. You're there in the in the highest tax bracket. Yeah,
1: but the next level above that, and as it keeps growing, then you start investing your money in places that are building wealth. Like exactly, your money should be making you money. And again, yeah, we send people, we send our students to the people that are going to help that. Like when our students ask us that, like we know this stuff, but we're not. I'm a, not an expert. A good, in enc- it. Yeah,
0: a good accountant <laughs> will take what you make and help you make more from it, and. I mean, ARC, I would never have gotten life insurance. I would mm-hmm. never have gotten, I would never have done the 401k the way that, we, that yeah. we're doing it. I wouldn't have done all these things because I wouldn't have known how. Yeah. But then the amount of money and that And you also save, you're
1: trained to think that's just more of your money going. But it's right. still your money. It's just in different places. Like you're using your money strategically. It's almost
0: truly your money.
1: <laughs> it's so truly your money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's hard because it's not yours. And we live in a world where I want to have cash all the time, or not even cash. I just want to have access to my money all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know there's also people out there that are like, don't give any of the government your money because they can control.
1: Or the avid well, savers. They're, that's just yeah. as bad. It's not that saving is bad, but like, I remember talking to a student and she's like, yeah, I have like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in savings that's just sitting there. And I'm like, do you know what could you be could be making things. on that? Like,
0: and that's why you want to work with, you want to work, you want to work with an accountant that's going to help you do that. By the way, this person that we're talking about is not your dad or your grandma or oh, your sister. Please don't make it a
1: family member. Have, it gets oh, it gets so messy. I have
0: talked to so many salon owners and hairdressers who, when I ask them who does their books, my husband. Yeah. My sister. What Are they a CPA? is going on? No,
1: they're just really good at it. They're good at quick books.
0: Oh, my hair, they love numbers.
1: That's yeah. Not a.
0: That's not a qualification. <laughs> my
1: wife literally majored in math. Is she not touching my yeah, taxes my 12-year-old at all? My twelve-year-old
0: niece loves doing hair. <laughs> not a qualification. <laughs> not happening. Like so there's a level of finding someone who's not family, not related, not even a friend. Yeah. We have a rule in coaching that you can you can't have multiple relationships with people.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't coach your friends.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't be married and be their accountant. Yeah. You can't be their there has to be a best boundary. friend and their therapist. Like when you have multiple relationships with people it starts to get really well, also
1: then the, it stops communication because you don't want to upset them but you're like this is my money I need to talk to them about it and then yep. it's like no we're not doing that like I love being able to be like to my accountant I need A, B, and C I this, is I had, not a, this is business you I know? had a
0: student that uh, for a long, I had a student for like four years that we were working together and she goes I feel like we should be friends. And I'm like, we can't be both. I'm either your
1: coach yeah.
0: or your friend. You and then stop
1: paying me and then we're friends.
0: After coaching, after four <clears> years, <throat> I, she quit. And then I remember, I, because I don't let my students text message me on my personal number. And she text, sends me a text on her personal number and she goes, can we be friends now? I was like, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now we can be now friends. Now
0: <laughs> we can be friends. Don't ask me any business advice. <laughs> um,
1: I will refer you out.
0: <laughs> but it, yeah, but again, it's, it's important to, I think before you find the right accountant, ask yourself, do you take yourself seriously? Because the accountant you hire is going to take you as seriously as you take yourself. Yeah. And number two, are you ready to actually play Monopoly because you have to be willing to play the game and think about building wealth and that includes paying taxes. And I think that's scary for a lot of people. You can play
1: Monopoly or you can play Mousetrap. Which game do you want to play? (laughs)
0: Mousetrap was... No, I like Monopoly better. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Monopoly. Anyone who likes Monopoly, I think, is in business. <laughs> yeah. In some Loved sort of Monopoly. way. Jo- my partner, Josh, and I love playing Monopoly. And we are those people that will play it for days. Mm. So, like, we'll go to bed. Like, the board is set up. Yeah. And we'll go to bed. And we'll come back and just continue playing. I used
1: to be that person when I play with my family that would just get pissed and flip the board. ah. <laughs> uh, that was before I started studying reactivity.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ex- that's. I mean, that's part of Monopoly too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's part let's of the Let's wipe hey,
1: it. We're starting let's, over. That's
0: bankruptcy. That's bankruptcy. Is what that is. Let's try to avoid that.
1: Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast.
0: Learning about your reactivity does not mean you will not be reactive. In mm-hmm. fact, I think it means the opposite.
1: Good and bad don't re- exist in proactivity and reactivity.